Hey, what's up, cheaters? We're back with the Cheat Day Show. We're living your cheat day. Each week, we meet comedians, athletes, models, authors, and all-around interesting people discuss their eating habits and their cheating habits. Then our professional celebrity chef will make them their ultimate cheat meal on steroids. And you guys get to hear it all, and you get the recipe as well. I'm comedian Ryan Reese, and joining us today, we have hashtag not your typical chef, Brian Sow, everybody. What's up? What's up? And Brian, Brian was on uh, uh, season one of Beat Bobby Flay, and he beat him. Yeah. And not only beat, beat him, him, I am the only one on season one to beat him. Beat him. That's right. Wow. He you, read the title and he's like, I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do that. Come Are in you? with a baseball bat and beat him over his head. <laughs> our our uh, uh, entertainer today, uh, a tremendous actor, comedian, uh, performer, you know him from Comedy Central, uh, you know him from the David Letterman Show. Numerous appearances on The Tonight Show. Also the only, the first guy to get the standing ovation um, on The Tonight Show yeah. with Jimmy Fallon. Comedian Pete Lee, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. It's a very Asian show today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pete Lee and Brian Sow. 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 Hey, Sow. Brian Sow. Yeah. Do you ever go to Bobby Flay's restaurant in um, in Vegas and be like, do you just want me to cook this? Because it'll be better. <laughs> I should totally <laughs> do that. Um, after Shortly after I beat beat him on the show, you know, I wasn't allowed to say anything until the episode came out, maybe six months later. Ah. But in between that time, he did open up a restaurant called Gato, and it's still there. It's a very successful restaurant, very good restaurant, at least the, when I went. Mm -hmm. And uh, my wife and I went there. It was you know, shortly after I, uh, I had done the show, Beat Bobby Flay. It hadn't aired yet. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I was much younger at the time, but I went there hoping to see him, and I wanted to thank him. You know, thank you for the opportunity. And uh, you know, obviously, everyone's like, "No, he's not here." Like, but you can you can write a note, and and I'll give I'll pass it along to him. I mm -hmm. mean, total bullshit, but whatever. And I wrote a note, never heard back. So, Bobby, I did write a message to you thanking you, but you heartless bastard, you never called me back. Okay, so I guess Bobby's not going to be on the show. Uh, <laughs> thanks for burying that lead. We appreciate it. I feel, like, I feel like Bobby's hurt. You you beat him so badly that his ego, he can't take this. Well, he can't take the defeat. I, so not only did I beat him, but I beat him at his wheelhouse of, you know, he's known for Southwest, mm -hmm. Southwest Tex-Mex. You know, he's very well known for tacos. He's been making a living selling tacos. He has a cat named Taco. Mm. So, I, of course, I challenged him to a taco face-off. He got it. Got it. I mean, yeah, he's he's probably pretty butt hurt. I don't know what can I say. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. just real quick, I just want to. Uh, we got Lance also joining us. Lance Weiss, comedian, engineer, producer extraordinaire. Just want to make sure we know that uh, he's on mic with us today. Hello, Thanks. yes, I'm here. I'm still waiting to meet the models that Ryan says every week in the intro. It's uh, <laughs> we haven't, haven't met a model yet. Uh, uh, there's been offers extended. Um, there's a complete op comedians are complete opposite of models. <laughs> I feel like the model part is just like some girl that Ryan is going to be like. I don't want to leave her in my house because she might steal <laughs> and then he's this, gonna bring her in here this, this sounds like pete knows me too well yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little personal there pete so uh we there's two things that we just like to start off on top day did anyone have any uh, uh cool cheat meals or indulgent meals uh this week now me, me and brian shared one but pete did you do anything crazy um oh gosh uh I, here's what I did. I actually tweeted about it. Um, I was in Vegas, not last night, but the night before. And, uh, I ate, um, I've been eating like really clean, really healthy. Cause I, I was up to 230 pounds and now I'm down to 208 and I'm just trying to get back to 200. And, uh, I did this corporate and they were like, we're going to bring you a meal and our chef is just preparing it. So the chef just brings me chicken Parmesan with lasagna and pasta. And I was like, mm. oh, that sounds, sounds awesome. good. No, it was no, so no. great. And all, that's all I had been craving. 
And a part of me was thinking about being like a little bitch and being like, um, actually, do you have any veggies? And could I have a lean chicken breast? And I was like, a split second, I was like, no, you pussy, eat it. And I just ate the whole thing. I ate it like Cookie Monster style. Like I was like throwing the food into my face and catching it with my mouth. It was so delicious. And that that was my cheat meal. And that actually... Before or after you performed? Before I performed. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah, before I performed and... Uh, I and then also I've been limiting my sugars and uh, they like they just brought me a Dr Pepper because they know that I like Dr Pepper. <laughs> uh, I've done this corporate a bunch of times and so I just I sucked down the whole Dr Pepper. So I was so like I was so like sugared up and carbed up and I actually felt great. I didn't feel that drag of the meal. I like I didn't feel like. Brr. I was like, you guys, all right, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's so got to be the new ritual the, I mean, before every the poor, the poor audience is like, this guy's coked up. And they're like, nope, chicken parm. <laughs> it's just the breading from the chicken Did parm. Did he snort the spaghetti? Yeah. <laughs> I felt so good. And lately, um, you know, my girlfriend, Jamie, is a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And I've been like, babe, I... I think I've been feeling depressed lately. I don't know. And it just turns out that that's how I feel with zero sh- blood sugar yeah. for weeks on end. I, I, like, I don't know. Yeah, you don't I, have sugar. You want to kill yourself. You want to kill yourself. <laughs> it makes sense. It's terrible. Are you depressed or do you need a cookie? I think I needed a cookie. <laughs> and my therapist is like, you're, you're eating that way because or you're, you're eating cookies. You're eating all this stuff because you don't love yourself. And I'm like, no, I think... <laughs> I think sugar is the best way to love yourself. Yeah. Uh, Lance, you do anything, buddy? Uh, I had a show in uh, the North Fork of Long Island, and there was a. Uh, I was talking to Brian about this. I, J- it's James Beard, chef. James Beard, James Beard. We had a lobster with uh, some kind of fish around it. Might have been uh, flounder. Okay. That it was amazing. Yeah, and they had some sweet. It was like a. It was like a five course whole thing. But that's all I got. I never really had two seafoods. I don't think packed in like that together. That's the most Long Island description of a meal. <laughs> we had some uh, lobster with some, you know, fish around it. Yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. It was great. Yeah. There's this place called Eric's in the uh, South Hold, uh, in, in uh, South Hold, Long Island. It's very good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. nice. I, I got super lucky, man. So Brian came and hung out on the Comedy Cellar uh, on Sunday night, which is kind of like my cheat day. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a drink or two, and he's he's like, I'm hungry, a, man. A drink, drink or two. two. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. A drink boy. or two. Oh, boy. Uh... <laughs> that was just the shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so we had a bottle or two. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was like 2 a.m., and he's like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, cool, let's go to Chinatown. I was like, whoa, hop. And he's like, you amateur. <laughs> He's like, I'm take you out. And like, honestly, I don't think I've been that turned on in a while. And I was like, this guy's going to, he's like, I'm going to show you things you've never seen. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. So where'd you take me, bud? So we went to the great noodle town of New York. And you know, even uh, by saying that. That's what it's called? That's what it's called. Great noodle town of New York. Like they made no qualms about it. Like we are wow. great. We are New York's greatest. Uh, and even by saying that, I know my fellow uh, Asians out there are going to be like, uh, why the hell are you taking him there? But listen, don't hate. It's a legendary place. It's freaking awesome. It's, it's right on the corner of, uh, of Bowery, uh, right off of the Manhattan Bridge. It's been there forever. And uh, funny thing is, uh, one of my former sous chefs, his parents own that restaurant. Oh, I mean, just totally by coincidence. Yeah. But that doesn't mean dick shit for me because I still get charged. Like, they're like, <laughs> I don't know you. Like, you still pay cash. So um, we went over there, and I basically ordered what I would order 
if I went there any day. So we I got, let him drive. Yeah. I didn't say, oh, actually, I was like, can I get beef and broccoli? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, damn it. So we got beef chow fun. Chow fun is those thick rice noodles. Yeah. We got roast, uh, roast pork. We got spare ribs. We got soy sauce chicken, which we will get to later because him and I, that was a point of discussion all well, night. Well, yeah, we'll cover it. Uh, what else we got? What did we not? We got get? the eggplant. Got the eggplant the, and garlic sauce. Uh, we got the uh, salt and pepper shrimp. Salt and pepper shrimp and salt and pepper pork chops. Oh yeah, yeah. We God. really, yeah. we really. I got a photo of it. Yeah. I'll put it on. We really packed it. And we even, really even just. The, yeah. It was definitely a photo of two guys that were not going home with women. <laughs> <laughs> just like no women, bring all the food. I'm like, this is like. Um, uh, you know what, like Fifty Shades of Grey is to housewives for turn-ons. Yeah. This is my food turn-on. Like I just want to take <laughs> off my shirt and rub oil all over my tits that are still tits because I <laughs> haven't lost the eight pounds yet. Uh, yeah, it's, wow, this is like food porn. That's oh yeah, total food oh porn. yeah. So yeah. I got yelled at because uh, I learned something by getting yelled at. Um, so the chicken was was bloody, like red blood, and that freaked me out because I was like, I don't want salmonella. Mm-hmm. And, right. and Brian right. explained to okay. me. So the inside of the bone, the marrow part, was was red. Okay. Now for for to kill salmonella, you have to reach 165 degrees Fahrenheit. That'll mm-hmm. kill off salmonella, right? And now. If you like just hit that point, the meat will actually. People are gonna freaking tear me tear me apart. But everyone knows this is true. <laughs> you other chefs know it's true, but you'll never admit it on 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 uh, in in public. But anyway, if you hit if you just hit that 165 degree mark, you will kill salmonella. But the flesh will be slightly pink. Oh, I mean, okay. Ever so slightly, but just to be safe, people cook like basically nuke poultry. Mm-hmm. In fear hmm. of getting salmonella, so you're getting dry. You're getting dry poultry every single time because everybody's afraid of this afraid. thing. Right, that isn't actually right. completely real. In right, that sense. right. Okay. Um, so a lot, a lot of times, the way soy sauce chicken is made, it's poached. It means it's submerged yeah. in a flavorful liquid. It's left there to cook, low and slow. It gets real. It stays nice and juicy and tender. And they basically let it just get to that 165 yeah. degree mark. They don't overcook it because if you overcook it, you're going to have dry ass chicken. Who wants dry ass chicken? No one wants dry no, ass chicken. Wants no, nobody wants, wants dry chicken. ass yeah. chicken. But, sorry, freaks out the gringos. You know what I mean? Every, every, that every, freaks out me. It freaked me out. Yeah. It, uh, I, was, I was concerned. I, was, <laughs> I have uh, a question about it, preparation wise. Is yeah. that chicken 165, you said? Yeah, you have to bring it, it to an internal temperature. Or is it all meats to kill? Sal- salmonella is that No, salmonella is inherent to poultry. Okay. More, mm-hmm. Most specifically, chicken okay so you know for the longest time they would always say cook your pork well done yeah right well that's because back in the day you would have an issue with parasites in pork right because what did they feed pigs back then they fed them slop literal mm-hmm. slop sure. it was just all the leftovers and they would feed the pigs that well what gets into slop flies bugs insects Everything, right yeah. and then that's how the parasites get introduced oh. into the flesh of pigs the only way you're going to kill the parasites is by cooking the flesh to, you mm-hmm. know, 165 degrees. I mean, nothing's going to survive, you know, 165 degrees, you know, parasites, whatever, um, you know, um, foodborne illnesses. I mean, yeah. it, 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 there's, I could go on and on about this forever. No, 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 please, yeah. <laughs> please, parasites, please. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very. So anyway, pork, <laughs> especially the way it's, it's raised now and the way that they uh, manufacture pork now, you, you can't eat it pink. You can't eat it, you know, it doesn't have to be nuked to death anymore. 
I mean, <laughs> I think we should go get some chicken and pork sushi. This I sounds like a challenge. Yeah, it Let's sounds like a it. challenge. We Let's should. So now, uh, the Cheat Take Show, um, uh, we have Pete here, and we have his cheat meal in front of us. Now, uh, Brian, you have to explain to me what you made, why you made it, and what's going on. Okay, before I start explaining this, Pete, yeah, tell us, on your cheat day... What are some of your favorite items? My favorite thing, uh, especially since I, I haven't been eating very many breads, mm-hmm. um, and because uh, I learned that a lot of bread has like processed sugars in it, where like they're folding bread and salt into the into the bread to make it. Uh, I forget what the, what it's called. A delicious. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's something called the bliss zone that I read about, mm-hmm. where it's it's a, a zone where you can put enough sugar and salt into it and it tastes delicious, but it doesn't start to taste weird. Hmm. It makes it like crack. And so I love bread. Like I, um, I'm like Oprah. I love bread. <laughs> and um, and so on my cheat day, I'll have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I make it with like deli amounts of peanut butter and jelly, mm. and then I dip it into milk, and then I eat it like a like you'd do a donut and coffee. And I've only met one other person in my life that is like that's what I do, and that's delicious. Your girlfriend. Uh, she actually will do that. Yeah, yeah. She, so that's that was the bond that's keeping uh, us together. Oh boy, in, if you can share a meal, <laughs> yeah. that's it. In hard going time. all the way. Yeah, yeah. In hard PBJs. times. We so, just, yeah. so, so uh, you know, you also mentioned about chocolate and pizza. Yeah. So I decided to push myself a little and put all these things together. So this is a peanut butter and jelly flatbread. It has it. So the the flatbread has been coated with butter a dusting of sugar, a tiny bit of salt. I've, I toast it golden brown, and I give it a coating of Nutella, and then a drizzle of, uh, of uh, Concord grape jam, oh. condensed milk, peanut butter, and some fresh ground toasted peanuts. You put condensed milk in there, too, for That's the milk? Right. T- wow. That's right. So this is like a, like, like a PB&J flatbread with chocolate it, with like a trace leches feel. I don't know. Exactly. It's, it's like it, a West Village peanut butter and jelly. Like, it'd be very expensive. <laughs> it'd be very, uh, yeah, be you know, this is like $45 yeah. brunch someplace yeah. in the village. And they're like, it's for the kids, though. Would you <laughs> categorize it as a, like, a lunch meal or a dessert item? Uh, I think it could be like a, like a brunch bite, like mm-hmm. an appetizer and okay. or a dessert item. Yeah, because yeah. it looks very dessertish. Yeah, yeah, definitely very dessertish. But you know, it depends depends what um what kind of person you are at yeah. brunch. Do you want eggs or do you want sweet stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, so well, it's your cheat day. Get in there, buddy. Let's, You've been staring at this uh, thing. I'm, Come on, let me know. Yeah, I'm. Uh, oh god, it looks awesome. <laughs> He's getting close to give you guys crunch mm-hmm. sounds of the. Uh... I'm giving you some <laughs> ASMR. Some, mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. We're going to add those in post, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Do you need just a hot take Good, of the can, crunches? Can you give us a big gulp? <laughs> gulp? Oh, wait. I, I just said it. Um, this is amazing. Thanks, man. Holy crap. What does it taste like? What are you tasting? Okay. Um, the first thing I tasted was just pure peanut butter and jelly. Um, I really do taste the condensed milk in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the chocolate's an added... An added flair. I would. I never would add the chocolate to my PB and J. But of course, now you're gonna. Yeah, of now. course. It, a, a Reese's Pieces peanut butter and jelly sandwich would taste amazing. The the texture of it was so cool. How it was like somehow moist and crunchy. You know, almost right. almost like a 
like how a Krispy Kreme donut has that like crunch to the to the outside, right, and it's, right. it's amazing in the inside. Uh, just so cool. I like that you ha- even have some greens on there. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah what is that? Yeah, I put a little. Salad. I put. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. I I put in a little bit of chiffonade mint. Mm. Yeah, fancy word of saying chopped up mint. All right. Yeah. What was it? Shift two. Chiffonade. 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 So it's when you slice something mm-hmm. extremely thin. Now, would you add like because I heard people like to add like bacon to peanut butter and jelly? Would you add bacon to something like this? You know, because because this is Pete's cheat day, mm-hmm. I decided to stick more along his criteria. For oh, me. I'm just curious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, but for me, I would add bacon to to anything. To anything. To anything. To anything. Really. Bacon yeah, or turkey bacon? Fuck turkey bacon. Oh, I love turkey Who, bacon. Oh, well, then. <laughs> Fuck you too. <laughs> You're off the show. <laughs> I love turkey bacon. Now, Pete, we were talking wow. uh, about your relationship with food. Now, you had said that uh, you felt like you put on some weight and uh, you were changing your diet because uh, normally you used to compensate, like you would just exercise and that would take the weight off. Now, I have the benefit of knowing you a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so most people don't know this guess about we, you. I guess we have different uh, definitions of benefits. <laughs> <laughs> so happy your mic's working. Uh, <laughs> you were an Olympic athlete. I was not an Olympic athlete, but I did... Um, I was an elite. Um, I was an elite triathlete at the Olympic distance. Whoa! Uh huh. That's amazing. So he just says exercise. This guy was running like marathons and lifting, and like mm-hmm. he was. When I met him, he was just like, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't eat carbs. I just run and I, I clean my house. Yeah, <laughs> I um, I have OCD, and so um, I find that if I I pour that into constructive mm-hmm. things, you know, uh, it's good. So I was training. I was training for triathlons for like four hours a day. And I remember my manager at the time was like, do you know that if you put that energy into <laughs> entertainment, you'd be successful? And I was like, oh, wow, yeah, I need to Do you it. know you're not going to make the Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> you're old. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You're, Just, you're a comedian. You Stop it. up. You're through. <laughs> but it was what you knew. So it was like. It was what I knew. And, um. And so, yeah, but I was like, I'll show you guys a picture right now. I don't know if it'll be good for podcast purposes, but yeah, we'll take it. This he was, was he was ripped. This dude was uh, uh, just you know, just really the epitome of health. Yeah, this was this was me after a triathlon. That's uh, jeez, look at this guy. That's how shredded God I was. Damn, yeah. that's that's me at like one eighty seven. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And now I weigh two oh eight. So. If you really think about it in the grand scheme of of weight, that's not a huge difference right. in weight. Yeah, and um, especially when you're nine feet tall. Yeah, when I'm nine feet <laughs> yeah. tall, like like I am, like I tend to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's I look so much different with with weight on me, and um, I've gotten it a lot lately. Um, for like Tom Segura and I are friends. You know, yeah. the comedian Tom Segura. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a documentary together. We're tight. What's the name? Um. Uh, oh, I Need You to Kill. It's on Amazon. There you go. Plug the stuff, man. It's on Amazon. Go see uh, I Need You to Kill. But yeah, Tom and I are boys. But uh, Tom is one of those guys that he has fans that are, uh, I don't know, they kind of troll people or whatever. But for some reason, it's got on online lately that they're like, this guy's trying to be Tom Segura and he's trying to look like Tom Segura. And I'm like, number one, <laughs> persona-wise, I couldn't be more of a 180 uh, than the point of view of Tom Segura that I love. I love, yeah. uh, I love that he's saltier than me. But uh, looks-wise, uh, I'm a guy that has a double chin that's covering it up with a beard, and that's not an original thing. 
And then I've also just been wearing those like zip up jackets. And uh, I was talking to my girlfriend earlier and, and I was like, nah, I'm not trying to dress like him. I'm a guy that wears t-shirts and zip up jackets cause I'm cold and fat, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just cold and fat right now. And that's, that's why I'm wearing that. But I think it's, it's funny that, um, that, you know, that I, but that's been a byproduct of the weight is I, I guess I used to be probably more of a T-shirt guy, not a jacket over it to do cover you, up. my. Do tits. you find any difference in your comedy between being very fit and being uh, full figured? I think that I'm funnier. I like and I that way when uh, like now and and above like and I, maybe it's because my weight, weight wise, uh, I think weight wise, I'm funnier with weight on me and um I like even with facial hair versus without I um like cuz I shaved about I don't know 5 days ago mm-hmm. and I was clean shaven and it was hard for me to get likability from the crowd. Too clean. Too wow. clean. And, um, Interesting. I, I think it's a juxtaposition between like, like I'm like, oh hey, I'm very nice, and I think when I look like more of a more of a man than, uh, <laughs> as opposed to right now. Cause yeah, you, yeah. Like I guess you look it, like Pamela Anderson. Yeah, you know? pa- Pamela Anderson. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't say her name without uh, boring it, but. I don't know. I think that it. I think that it makes the guys in the crowd go like, oh, "Okay, I like him. He's not just a weirdo." Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm rambling, but yeah, yeah. take more yeah. of your uh, cheat meal, then. Yeah, buddy. eat more of this cheat meal. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you were you were like, because I mean, and we've uh, have we gone on dinner before? Yeah, we have. Yeah, me and Peter, right, we yeah, we're steak guys. We're steak yeah, we guys. Um, we've tried different restaurants around the city. Remember that one time we went with Dante. <laughs> We went with Dante to this weird, like, food. Could be place. anywhere after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm fascinated by the story. Where were, I don't know. If, was I with you? I just remember Dante showed up, and he smelled like pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Describe that to us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As you're into food. Please get specific with the aromas. <laughs> it was just like, like, I know that Dante, like, used to hook up a lot, but um, uh, it was just like he, like, he just smelled like sex. <laughs> And um, I remember thinking, like, can I eat this meal while I'm <laughs> smelling Dante's date on him? <laughs> like, it wasn't a good aroma. This is probably a pretty clean podcast, and I just ruined it. <laughs> well, I mean, by saying that. Can we bleep? Yeah, we can we'll figure we it out. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, me and Pete love uh, uh, going to, we've been to steak a few times, but uh, uh, that leads us into our next discussion. Yeah, uh, the latest news. The latest news. The controversy. The New York Times has slammed uh, Peter Luger's mm. as a restaurant we don't need to go to anymore. Gave it zero stars. Now, I've been going to Luger's um, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird to say. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it uh, weird? I have an opinion on it. Um, you know, I, I read the full article. I don't know if you guys had a chance to. Brian, I feel like yeah. you're our expert here. What, what's the deal with the steak? What do you think? Well, the landscape of the New York restaurant industry has changed and transformed and changed again so much in my 16-year career. Mm-hmm. Um, what it was, what was popular to what it is today is are, must have changed over like two to three times mm-hmm. as far mm-hmm. as what's in. And I feel, especially in today's age, you know, the era of millennials, I guess you mm-hmm. can say, okay. um, I feel like they're just not craving as much old school, high end flair as they used to. Going to a place like Peter Luger's Peter Luger's is I like that you got very Long Island. Peter Luger's is is uh it's an experience. Yeah. And it's not a cheap experience. No. And there's so many more restaurants and so many so much more variety of restaurant 
experiences and cultural experiences while you're dining at that restaurant, mm-hmm. it's it's getting harder for a place like that to stand out. It's uh, all right. That's, you know, I, mean, I, that, I get that's what you're just, saying. I, get, I totally yeah, get what you're that, saying. That's just how I you feel. You think about social it, yeah. media has changed it? Because it's like but back in the day, it was like Peter Luger's is where you go. And right. now it's like if you see a pastrami sandwich, right, like now right. I'll go eat it after this instead of instead of that. So right. it's, it's always what's hot today. Right. This well, cheeseburger, this I, sandwich. Yeah, 100%. This. I mean, social media, I think, has changed everything yeah. for any type of business. You know, I'm even I'm even sure for, uh, I'm sure for even you guys has, sure. has yeah. changed the landscape. We're doing a food um, podcast. Yeah, we're doing. <laughs> what, what was your first clue? I used to just tell jokes, but <laughs> but you know now if you look at social media, it's you know just like with headlines, they're trying to get you with clickbait. They're trying to do the same thing with food. The yes. most outrageous bowl of mm-hmm. bibimbap or the most outrageous sushi or burger. You know, gold plated food, such and such, and I just think that a place like Peter Luger's where they're serving the cocktail, that same shrimp cocktail mm-hmm. for for the last 20 years. Uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I know they've been that, I yeah. know they've been around for longer than that. Um, what there's no appeal in it anymore. Mm. And I do remember watching I do remember watching on like BuzzFeed or Vice or something like that. They had they did a special on Peter Luger's and you know, they, they showcase Peter Luger's, and yes, it's legendary. The steak looked amazing and all that. But I remember watching it and thinking to myself, like, wow, Luger's is getting a little desperate. Hmm. You know, like, they're, 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 they're giving in to the social media, like, the, the need for social yeah. media to, to, put themsel- put, to put themselves back out there mm. as opposed to, you know, kind of living on legend and li- living on myth of, 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 you know, what they've built all these years. Don't get me wrong. I love... Luger's just as much as everyone else, but there's so many options now. Like there are other there are steak- a lot of options. Mm-hmm. There are other steakhouses I want to try. Mm-hmm. So I would. Uh, so Carl earlier in the podcast had mentioned something called food evolution, and his theory was that like when you eat somewhere, um, you enjoy it, but then you go out and you experience so many other different things that when you come back to a place you really liked, you may mm-hmm. not have liked it as much because your tastes have evolved. Right now, I- I'm going to say this guy for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says in his article, he goes. You know, when I first went here, I would only go here once a year, and I'd save all my money to go, and it was so amazing. Well, yeah, that was before he was a food critic. Now he's a food critic. Yeah. The guy hasn't paid for food in 20 years. Now he walks into this joint, and they have the nerve to give him a check. And of course, he's going to yeah. be like, oh, garbage. I can't believe this. Yeah, and, but the places he likes, by the way, he didn't suggest any other places. The places he likes, I would guarantee, are more expensive, more exclusive, more of a pain. You know, you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna pay like three times the price for like a small mm-hmm. wagyu steak, and right. but there's a violin player or something. Yeah. Like it's just not, you know, it's not that the steak's bad. It's right. good steak at right. Luger's. Yeah, I mean, listen, I still I went to Luger's like a year ago, and I still thought it was great. You know, mm-hmm. I but I haven't had a thought to go back. You know, I'm not knocking Luger's. I'm just saying that um, I just want to try something else, and that's just the landscape. That's the market right now. You know, Luger's is just not the only steakhouse around, and there are other steakhouses that serve steak just as good as Luger or close to it. Yeah. And then they have other things that are making it a lot more fun. You know, uh, what those dishes are, I couldn't name for you, but, you know, maybe you know, maybe it's a sushi sl- We got sushi you, Chef. You like the Ponderosa. Yeah. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to. I, I I think the last time I was at Luger's, it was during the social media era of MySpace. So I think there's a MySpace <laughs> picture of me Jeez. at Peter Luger's. Uh, Do you still have a MySpace? Do you still use it? You know what's so funny? I get notifications because I never deleted it. So um, I get like uh, Jody followed you on MySpace, and I'm like, that's hilarious. I don't even know my password. <laughs> I would I would think that it would have vanished. I don't know, but. Um, 
Yeah, I thought MySpace, uh, like everyone's MySpace account vanished already. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. gone. I got, I, I don't know, but apparently I'm. Dude, you're like the biggest guy it. on MySpace. What if I haven't posted in forever? <laughs> yeah, and you're and people huge. Have just, I have like one video on there that's racking. Yeah, up yeah, you're just a monster on there. Dude, yeah. you're like a Midwest guy, right? Mm-hmm. Minnesota? Uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Yeah. Or, yeah, so like, what's the food like there? I mean, they just put a shit ton of butter and salt and sugar and everything. And I mean, everything is a a butter salt delivery vehicle. Like in, in Minneapolis, there's this uh, thing called the Juicy Lucy, where it's a hamburger mm. where there's cheese in the middle. And then when it comes, oh, well, what to do you mean in the meat? Yeah, in the yeah, meat. I know Juicy exactly Lucy. What he's talking about? Yeah. So they and every like uh, like Mark Norman was just at Acme last week, and he went to Matt's and had a Juicy Lucy, and it's this you know cool dive bar. That you go there, the, they serve you the sandwich, and then they tell you, like, if you bite into the sandwich in the next 10 to 12 minutes, you will die. Like, it, it's so oh, hot. It's wow. molten lava cheese in the middle of it. So you're starving, and you just have to sit there and look at this burger, and then you finally bite into it, and it's the best thing on the planet. And they always bring it out to you that they don't just keep it in the kitchen. They, like, specifically, they're like, hey. Yeah, they could wait. They yeah. could for I would think that, if, like, they would just stick a food thermometer. And in wait. And wait until it's perfect and then bring it out to you. But, no, they, that's the danger of Minnesota. You know, <laughs> welcome to the, the great snowy north, and uh, you might die from a burger, but... Um, that's like Minnesota. In Wisconsin, we're very proud of our cheese curds. Um, what is a cheese curd? I don't even know. So when, like, basically when there's like a stir um, type mechanism when you're when you're making the the cheese. Okay. And it like it makes it basically separates the the milk into like the the creamiest of the most dense milk. Okay. And on top of that, these curds, almost like like boulders form. Like, you know when you're snow plowing? Or, or not when okay, I see what you're saying. Like leftover parts. Right. Yeah. Leftover parts. And those are the richest, densest hmm. parts of the cheese that are on right. top of that. And it's so dense that when you bite into it, it actually squeaks. And um, Really? It's the most delicious cheese. And it's a curd is not a... That doesn't sound like something that makes you want to eat something. But um, it's the most delicious part of the cheese, and it's, like, the fattiest part of the cheese as well. And so people in Wisconsin aren't satisfied with how fatty that is. They're like, we need to bread it. Oh, my gosh. We need to beer batter it and then fry it. I like these people. And I like these people a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then also season it and then also dunk it in ranch dressing. So that's, like, dairy on wow. dairy on dairy. America. And, and <laughs> It's so like Wisconsin is so proud of their cheese curds that I've ordered salads before where instead of croutons they sprinkle cheese curds on it like fried cheese curds to be like hey isn't, isn't this stylish wow and it's uh there was this onion article recently um where it said, or I think it was last year, where Aaron Rodgers was injured for like eight days, and it showed like this big fat picture of Aaron Rodgers, and it says Aaron Rodgers balloons to 378 pounds in his eight days of inactivity in Wisconsin. Because <laughs> in Wisconsin, you every time I go there, I gain 10 pounds. And it's cold, right? It's cold, and you just eat. Eat you cheese in the cold. And uh, the people there are fun, and, you know, like, I don't know, the, like, they're the kind of people that the people that I know from Wisconsin that like I'll be like yeah I'm gonna go out for a run they're like don't you know that's bad for you <laughs> <laughs> like what are you doing you could slip on the ice mm-hmm. you could slip on the yeah. ice how is the cheese there because I guess it's big cheese big cheese area mm-hmm. how is it compared what's a big is it Murray's cheeses here is yeah that, Murray's cheese how's a Wisconsin cheese compared to Murray's cheeses here 
I bet Murray's cheeses are very good. Um, the the thing that jumps out to me about Wisconsin cheeses is that they're just so fresh. Right. Uh, the the hmm. cheese moves very fast. You know, like like you're getting cheese at its freshest because everybody there consumes it nonstop. Hmm. Right. And it's also coming from a place where. It's not like it's made at the Sargento factory and then it goes to another processing place and then it's on a semi and whatever. It's literally going from like the cheese house in Monroe, Wisconsin to you buy it mm-hmm. and then right. it's on your plate. Wow. I mean, uh, Murray's is also, while I, I do know that they make their own cheese, mm-hmm. they're also, a, you know, a, a retail shop and a curator mm-hmm. of cheeses from across the planet, you know. So I'm pretty sure they're definitely getting stuff from Wisconsin. And, they probably, know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Murray's cheese is Wisconsin yeah, cheese. there you go. So, yeah. We've solved it. Yeah. Solved I don't it. want to diss Murray's cheese. I feel like they, uh, they might have a cheese mafia that uh, I'd be offending... <laughs> And I, I, Did I you go on a lot of dates in in uh, Minnesota? Oh yeah, worst date experience with food. Worst date experience with food. Um, I forgot what. It, um, uh, I I wrote something down when I like. I have it in front of me. What did I say? Uh, I'm trying to think of. Bang. Yeah, here we go. I once ate a bad burger. Got E. coli oh, poisoning. God. Yeah. Ooh, and what'd you do? Oh boy. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Um, take us through the day because it seems like it was going very well. Yeah. So, um, I ate a burger that was just not cooked very well. Not and according to Brian. Yeah. <laughs> according to Brian, <laughs> you're the problem. That burger was fine. <laughs> Well, this was like. Well, I do. I will stand behind what you said. Like this was, yeah. this was a burger that was seared, and then in the middle it was carpaggio. You know, right. like, like it was just. Uh, it was very rare, and then I just didn't want to look like an idiot on the date, right. and so I finished it, and then like almost immediately after, like like in the middle of the date, it was like. <laughs> like oh, the stomach, good sound. Yeah. The good sound. The yeah, sound that lets you know like, things are working <laughs> the way they should be. And um, I was like, oh boy. And then, yeah, we definitely piled, uh, you know, beers on top of that. Uh, I used to be <laughs> a big beer drinker. Now I like whiskey. I don't know how I used to drink. Like, this is after the athlete phase? This is, uh, this is during it. I think really? that's one of the reasons why I was, uh, like, uh, such an over-exerciser is because I would drink like a fish, and then mm-hmm. I'd eat with the diet of a truck driver, and then I would a- I would exercise like a pro athlete to counteract that. Mm. And, um, yeah, so anyway, so then... Um, I woke up the next morning to the feeling, the sensation of pooping in the bed. And, uh, like, like, you know, like my eyes just like shot open and I don't know if I made a sound. I don't know if like it made a sound. I don't know what. Was this a first date? Uh, I'd been dating her for a little while. Okay. Uh, this was, this was somebody that, but I remember <laughs> she didn't have a whole lot of nice things. Like we were in her really crappy. Not after you were there. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, good Lord. Yeah. To clarify, he pooped the bed. Yeah. Her mom just bought her these like beautiful high thread count pink sheets. And she was like so excited about having something nice because she lived in a really shitty New York apartment, yeah. you know? And uh, she literally lived in a walk-in closet, and the bed was the whole room, and then, like, all around us was hanging stuff. So these sheets were very important to her. And my eyes shot open. And then right at that moment, she, like, looks me, like, her eyes shoot open. Like, she could just feel that something terrible had happened. And she's like, what happened? And I was like, 
nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and she oh, she was no. like, and, I, and she she's like, what? And I was like, nothing. I was like, just just go back to sleep. She's like, no, what happened? <laughs> just go. <laughs> back. And I I changed my answer, and I go, something happened. <laughs> <laughs> it all happened. I was like, something definitely happened, and. Uh, and then, like it, it boiled down. To, I was like, I was like, oh god, I don't know what to do. And I, I was like, I was like, I just, I just, I was like, I think I'm sick, and I think I just shit your bed. And um, and she's like, oh, oh, that's fine. It happens all the time. What? Is what she said. To me. <laughs> well, she was just trying to think of anything oh, yeah. that she could no, say. No, that doesn't happen all the no, time. No, and I was like, wait, what? Did, it went to instant judgment of her. Like, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this I was is like, on you. Yeah, I was like, wait, uh-huh. you shit your bed all the time? And she was like, no, no, just like, but other people. And I was like, you have people. <laughs> <laughs> Men are shitting their pants in your bed. What? And by the way, I was uh, I was sleeping naked because uh, the date went well, <laughs> and so um, and it wasn't a lot. Like it wasn't a lot of of. Po- it was just like probably like a tablespoonful, <laughs> but like a tablespoonful is just still a lot when it's like a, a radioactive liquid. Yeah, even you know? a teaspoon is a lot. Yeah. It's horrible, <laughs> and um, and so uh, so I like I like tried to like like slide like roll and slide out of bed like keeping it and then um i just like wrapped a towel around me so then now the towel is compromised (laughs) she had one of those uh new york apartments where the the toilet was separate from like her shower Mm -hmm, bathroom mm -hmm. uh and so i had to go through her roommate's room in just a towel smelling like shit and I remember her roommate woke up and was like, hey, what are you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and I was like, nothing, it's cool. And then I proceeded to get the worst sick, you know, just like dumb and dumber, like, you know, that like, but not out of my mouth. And, um, and then it, it was like, it was one of those things where when I opened the door into Tara's room, she goes, oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. oh. oh. And um and then I go back to um I go back to the you know the bedroom and she was like cleaning it up and I was like don't touch it don't clean it you know like just let me let me and uh, I immediately bundled up her sheets and then I took it to the you know to the laundromat and like sat there <sighs> and poor people and did laundry and then while I'm doing laundry I'm still sick so I kept having to go to the bar oh, man. down the street and be like hey can I get a soda water and I'd be like. Oh, I got to use the restroom. And then I got back to her place and I thought that that, I thought we were going to be done. You know, like I thought that was like, like, she's more in love. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, that thing, no one shit on me like that before. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that thing that they say where like, if you, if you ask somebody for help, then you'll be better friends with them because they've done something. You're in it together. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that worked. And, um, yeah, we. I've been so going about this all this. wrong, <laughs> yeah. all wrong, yeah, all wrong. Taco Bell every date now, just every date, <laughs> every date. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, licking raw chicken and <laughs> rancid beef and being like, uh-huh. this is the one. He's, you're gonna be eating 161 degree chicken. <laughs> so, so in the case of burgers and E. coli, E. coli comes from the large intestine. The large intestine is mm-hmm. basically your 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 colon, your, yeah. your anus, right? And um, the reason why ground beef will get contaminated with E. coli is during the butchery process. Mm-hmm. They weren't very clean with the with the butchery process, mm. and basically the meat got tainted. And when they grind it, it gets grinded into the whole mixture. So from very reliable food sources, you you can you can cook um, hamburger meat mm-hmm. um, to medium rare, no problem. But generally, if you go somewhere with cheap ground beef, 
Mm-hmm. Or if you go to somewhere like fast food where they have the most, where they have the cheapest ground beef ever, you will notice they never take a temperature. You will notice the meat is completely nuked and cooked hmm. to death because there's more. It's more than likely that that meat will have some kind of wow. foodborne illness. But oh, if you cook wow. it. Well done. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's totally fine. All right. Well, that leads us to our next segment called uh, DTF. Brian, it's time for you to defend trash food. Pick a fast food joint you like <laughs> oh, you and defend it. You're the I'll chef, put, buddy. You put me on the spot like that. Yes, right. sir. Defend trash food. All right. Food, you know what? I'm DTF. going to. All right. I'm going to put Taco Bell out there. I'm going to put Taco Bell out there. Taco and, you know, Bell. And listen, listen. The cantina? <laughs> The Taco Bell Cantina? No, no. It's just straight up good old Taco Bell. I think they're all combined with like KFC now or something, or Nathan's. I don't even know anymore. But there's a Taco Bell right across the street from where I live, and I just I wanted a quick bite. I went to eat it. I got a, uh, a burrito supreme, had sour cream in that sucker. Oh, that's delicious. And you know what? It's good. I liked oh, it. God. And I didn't shit my brains out. And I'm... you know what? Listen, I don't knock on anybody for liking fast food, and I will have my occasional fast food, though I won't talk about it with my The Doritos Locos Taco? Thank mm. you. Chalupas? Thank you. Chalupas? Delicious. Oh, I'll rock one every now and then. Delicious. You know, you know, one, one out of every four times, I get insanely sick. But, you know, same thing with Chinese foods. So. From Chinese food? Yeah. Really? I don't get sick yeah. from Chinese food. Ever? I haven't, no. No? No. I think uh, for me, it's like one out of every twelve times. Really? Wow. Yeah. But the know. thing is, like, what kind of sick? Uh, you know, like diarrhea. Oh come on! Like that's, that. just, that's just that's <laughs> that's just that's just yeah, yeah, yeah that's course. just Wednesday. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would have laughed if it was mental illness. I just feel a little down <laughs> after I eat a Chinese meal. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we, we I mean, after the Chinese meal we had, wow, that was that was fantastic. Yeah, no, was that was fantastic. I mean, so let's do some plugs here and wrap it up, guys. Uh, 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 Brian, please let them know where they can find you. Brian's in a band, also. Plug that, dude. Yes. Well, the band is going to be perform my. First, I'm Chef Brian Sow, hashtag not your typical chef. You can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, at Chef Brian Sow. Brian spelled with an I, Sow spelled T-S-A-O. Um, I also have a band called Yokai Han. We are due to have our first performance in December oh, wow. to be determined. I do play electric guitar. Let me plug Sully Guitars. Let me plug fu-tone.com, Demarzio Pickups, EVH Gear. Thank you very much for taking care of me. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's me. Thank you. Now, uh, Pete, you're, you're going to be appearing uh, your fifth time coming fifth up? Fifth time on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. Um, I'm doing that on Halloween. I don't know when this comes out, but... Um well, yeah, it will be online at least. Yeah, and, go uh, on YouTube and yeah. search for it. You can also watch the other four appearances. Um, if you want, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Peatly, Peatly, Peatly. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get Peatly, so I, I just did it three times. Uh, again. My Instagram, I mean, it's smart, though. My yeah, Instagram is shit the not, bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to forget it. Yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter if you want, uh, at Peatly Tweets. Um, I'm also on your mom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Come on, why isn't there a social media called your mom? <laughs> it probably is. Have you been on your mom? I'm sure there is. What um, do you got, Lance? Are you done, Pete? Or you got more? I think so. You can go to, uh, I, I have tour dates on PeteLee.net. Um, why is that .net? Because this jerk took PeteLee.com a long time ago, and then we got into a, we got into a pissing match with one another because I was like, dude, let me let me give you like a thousand dollars just so I can have sure. this. He was this research scientist from the UK and he wouldn't give it to me. Well, his email address happened to be very close to mine with uh-huh. the dot com. Mm. And then uh, women uh, back in like the day, this was like before social media or before yeah. you know Snapchat, 
they would just see my show and then want to send me like a tit pic sure. or like a weird <laughs> thing. And then they would accidentally send it to his dot com address. So he was so, loving the email. So, well, he reached out to me because his wife saw his email <laughs> with all these women doing these things. And then I went That's on a, a radio show in Nebraska and talked about it. And yeah. talked like, because I, I just not gotten along with this guy forever. And so. All of their fans sent like you know, oh, it's so funny. Every, like men, women, yeah, and like great. crazy pics to this guy, and he got so mad at me that he um, like at one point he allowed this comedian named Pete Lee down in Miami uh, to just <laughs> have my website and then oh my and to have PeteLee.com and then put his clips up oh, on it. Oh wow! And uh, so yeah, I still haven't been able to get PeteLee.com. It's wow. like so I don't know how old this guy is. Maybe at some point. He's gonna, yeah. He's gonna just lose interest or like go into a, like an old folks home and not have access to his web hosting, but um, I don't know. I I like I would love PeteLee.com. But I don't I think, think it really matters. I mean, you got what your fifth Tonight Show. I have a LanceWeiss.com and that zero Tonight Shows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it hasn't seemed to be here. <laughs> what do you got, Lance? I'm just at party with Lance everywhere. Ooh. So if you're trying to keep the party going. Party with Lance. Yeah, okay. that's it. All right. Website for me is rrcomedy.com. Uh, you can also see me and Lance at the Comedy Cellar every Sunday, 8.30 and 10.30. Uh, and uh, the Instagram is rrcomedy. And uh, we are always, uh, we're here today at uh, La Cubana on... Uh, 15th and 9th. That's right, in the Meatpacking District. This is uh, the home of, uh, also one of the founders of uh, our show, the mm-hmm. Chite Show, uh, Carl Ruiz. Uh, and uh, we're keeping it going for him. So uh, that's it, guys. Happy cheating and uh, indulge. Thanks for listening to the Cheat Day Show podcast. To learn more about our show, the hosts, the comedians, our guests, our chefs, and more, visit our website, thecheatdayshow.com. Also, follow along with us on our social media, at The Cheat Day Show, on Instagram and Twitter. Future episodes can be found in all the places you get your favorite podcast. Our show is also sponsored by the world-famous Comedy Cellar on McDougal Street in New York City's Greenwich Village. Visit ComedyCellar.com for show lineups happening seven days a week. Later, cheaters. <laughs>